gone all buzzy. Oh, I think we're in, mate. I think there's a slight delay on the recording telling me that it's recording, mate. But I think we got the, it's slightly buzzy, mate. You've <laughs> so got all buzzy. Have I really? I, I I think I sound absolutely fine. Oh, you, you do. You sound, well, you sound perfect. So. Oh, yeah. thank you, mate. My dulcet tone's coming over. How are you, mate? Oh, good. Yeah, really good. Just uh, the, the long build up to Christmas. It's nearly here. And uh, this kind of, yeah nearly here but the the end of the year as well certainly in our thrash metal club it's it's have coming been, to a close have you been whamageddon yet oh, i can't bear doing that game i just think it's <laughs> wham whamageddon i mean how can you get to this stage of the month of and and not you either just have to sit in your house and just not do anything because that song is on all the time isn't it whether you go into a shop into you turn your radio on it's on telly it's just i don't think you could get past even out of november without hearing that song these days well I, i've only heard it once this year but it was very early on so i've only heard it once um and i and i thought hey, here we go i'm gonna hear it all the time and i haven't heard it since so i was whamageddon big time <laughs> right at the very beginning and then that's that that's that so I, i'm like you you, pepsi and shirley pepsi and shirley yeah or mel and kim Mel and Kim or Yaz and the Plastic Population. Duh. I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't been that. But um, yeah. So uh, Christmas do all cancelled then, mate. All cancelled. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the as we as we're seeing from a lot of bands as well. It yeah. seems to be that yeah, it's just here we go again, and it, it's just it is what it is. So I think it's just we're still going through these uncertain times. But yeah, we just got to make the most of it, and that's why we're here for you. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about some decent thrash metal. Shall I do a running order on what we're going to do? Yeah, this let's like, get on with it. This is the, uh, a weekly podcast, mate, because this is the last action of this here club for the, this here year, mate. Yeah, it's time it. to kick back and just enjoy the holiday now. Yes, absolutely. And enjoy it, we will. Although I will be prepping like fury for next year, mate. Yeah. Um. So podcast 91. Uh, we're going to go through a reaction of podcast 90. Uh, we have got an absolute banger to put into the Hall of Fame. I don't think it was any any risk of it not getting into the Hall of Fame, but we got a Hall of Famer to put in. Uh, we got a brilliant rank and file, an EP's worth of of bangers on uh, to to put in and talk about. We got Tim Finch flying in for the last time. He's he's in the shed. He's a older old is there there Tim boy. I'll let you in in a second. Uh, we got a DeAndrade years, mate, that you're going to do. Um, uh, we got the crossover vote to put to bed. Um, we have got, are we going to call it like a radio show, a playlist? We'll talk about it later. At the moment, we've called it four songs each, but we'll elaborate on that later, shall we? Yeah, let's do it later. Let's do it later. And then we've got the one item only. What have you been listening to? No one's paid attention. <laughs> As if they fucking pay attention to us anyway, mate. It's wishful thinking, wasn't it? Well, it's it's great that people will be sharing what they've been listening to, watching, whatever it is. So, um, mm. yeah, now it's cool that people are interacting. One or three or ten, it's yeah, great. It's great, yes. And thank you for everyone that's listening. Thank you for everyone that's uh, been sharing and telling other people and inviting. And thank you for just chilling out and being great for the club. It's uh. It's it's been a it's, it's been a mad year, isn't it? And it's been a good one. So um, for us, anyway, I've enjoyed doing this. It's keep it's kept me sane, anyway, mate. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's been something to look forward to. Whether we did it weekly, whether we did it fortnightly, it's uh, it, whilst it's not a 
under no illusions that it's a full-time thing. It's a, it, you know, it does it doesn't fill your time, but it gives you something to look forward to. Certainly, you know, chatting with me old mate and that, and yeah. and interacting interacting with the members as well. There's a real core of members out there, and yeah. it's great that you can through a post or a feature, you know, communicate with someone or just see the little communications going on. I know I always say it, but I just you know that's what's great about this club is those little interactions that go on and hearing stories from people that have been there or what people's experience are of particular bands or. Some songs or people uh yeah it, it's a great it's, it's a great community so thank you one and all yes that's exactly what it is a community mate let's i'm going to turn my heater down because my nuts are roasting so i'll just yeah, you, turn don't, you don't want tim getting too cozy when he gets in there yeah there no, more, I, I, want to, I want to keep it a little bit just you know so he's on edge so he, he delivers gold that's what you need the right conditions and if it's too hot it'll melt so uh but let's talk about a reaction for podcast 90 mate thank you to all the people that listen that i really appreciate it and talking of tim finch he could do it now because he's first one in he's gone the answer to the flexi disc question is yes you can still get them video nasties issued a flexi disc earlier this year of which I have two copies in terms of pressing them. A quick Google Google suggests and it's discmanufacturingservices.com. Yeah, um, they've, got, they've got it all there. Did you have a goosey? I did. Yeah. So it's a vinyl kind of production site, flexi disc, cassettes, CD, you know, duplication. There's yeah, it's all there if, from one man and his band, one girl in the band right up to big, big stock orders. It's a, uh, it's a big old thing. How I it didn't mention any prices. Like no, I think inquire. it was getting. I think it was get in touch for a quote. Get in touch for a quote. So, what is is it worth a cheeky email <laughs> and saying what is the minimum order for some flexi disc? Because if they go, yeah, three thousand units, it's a case of ah, I think we're going to get three. We haven't got three thousand members, mate. So maybe not. But if it goes well, and if you like, you can do one if you like. We can we can then talk about well, how much would that cost us? And we can we can see we can see, can't we? I think you're quite up up for this idea. I think you, you're going to, yeah, you're going to follow it through and realise that dream that you've got of the, a club flexi disc. A club flexi disc with me and you talking on it. It's just, it's just, it's just a little vision I have. Just a little vision. Um, Neil Bolton, AOP Thrashers, has given us his uh, technical ear and he's gone, um, I think he said, I hate to be serious, but the sound quality was fantastic this time. No, oh, sorry, pal. <laughs> we we don't want to, yeah, we don't we don't try to disappoint. It took eighty nine episodes to get it right, and yeah. I wouldn't rule out that we won't fuck it up again. But uh, maybe this one is back down the well. Who knows? It's, yeah. it, we I, don't know I, until it comes out and we hear back. Yeah, maybe I can do some distortion on it. There you go, some distortion for you, Neil. There you go. There's, there's, you know, atmospherics, that sort of thing. Remember them? At atmospherics on your telly. Um, Paul Hutchings has been on. Again, he's given us a bit of um, valuable feedback. This was dreadful. Sound was crisp. It flowed brilliantly. And even the pronunciation, apart from the pronunciation, was on point. No talk of toilets or cunt bags. We expect better for our naught pound contribution. Frowny emoji. Yeah, well, he says he says a pound. I mean, the contribution is more precious than his uh, zero pound there, really. <laughs> it, it, more precious than any financial contribution the members give. So we will we will endeavour to continue being dreadful. And, and yeah, <laughs> that comes very naturally to me, certainly. 
it's not a problem to be dreadful you know i don't know what happened last week or if paul accidentally listened to a different podcast <laughs> we just don't know we just don't know and i've just when i did apart from pronunciation i could have messed that up again for a laugh or i could have messed up contribution and called it contribution or something couldn't i for a, for a laugh for, for a laugh for effect but you didn't you, you kept it you kept it yeah. going you kept it crisp and you and it wasn't dreadful it's a common word. It's not an Icelandic black metal album. So I was able to say it relatively OK, unless said um, uh, black metal band pr- uh, release an album called Pronunciation. Then I'm, then I'm fucked again. Um, Mark Pensum. Cheers, mate, for this. It turns out Robbie Maguire is fast becoming the Bruce Forsyth of our thrash metal collective. He dances. He sings. Tom G has just talked about the frostery issues and he disowned both Cold Lake and Vanity. He only considers the original and monotheist to be true Frost albums. Anyway, good game. Good game, chaps. Yeah, nice to see you. To see you, Mark. Nice. (laughs) Come on, dollies. Do your dealing. Love your frocks, by the way. He always used to say that, didn't he? Dreadful. I I am surprised about Vanity Nemesis, really, that... um, Thomas disowned it, but mm. I, I can understand the Cold Lake thing, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did hear on the Talking Bollocks podcast that he um, there was these uh, quotes saying that he's up for getting Frost back together again. And he quickly, dis, apparently quickly, so H was saying, quickly got onto uh, social media and uh, said... All I'm saying is I'm up for some tribute shows and then documenting those tribute shows as a tribute to, I, I think is a, I'm not a big Frost fan. So did one of the guys pass away, sadly? Yeah, Martin Ain. Yeah, so oh, he's thinking of, of for an anniversary. I think there's an anniversary coming up. He's saying to document that we could do uh, a collective Celtic Frost of all the other members that were in, in, in the Frost mm. and we could, play some festivals or play some shows mm. document them release it and then that would be that but it would be one or two and 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 that's it sort of thing it's, it's not certainly a, a long-term sort of thing but how about this mate frost back first frost gig in however many years um tom g warrior's got a collective of frost old boys back together and they open up with jerry oh what do you reckon of that yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. Not oh, not man. only the frost frost re, re uh, reincarnation or or cherry orchard being played again. I don't think either will happen. And rightly right. so. I think it should be put put back put put down as the as the legends that they are. Well, if, uh, he, if the only way the frost are going to play titty mouthfuck fest at Wembley Stadium is if they in their contract have that collective. And they open up with cherry orchards to get it out of the way for a laugh. And wear denim. Uh, yeah, that kind of. And the fella who had yeah. uh, with the, the zip with almost his um, his pubic area on show. <laughs> They've got to do that with the with the funny braces. That yeah. has got to happen. Otherwise, sorry lads, no, um, I just can't feel the time. Sorry, haven't got enough stage time for you. Um, I don't know what what Tom G Warrior sounds like. I was about to do an impression. Hey man, we're about to do. Cherry Orchards in Gold Lake. <laughs> well, Bill and, like. is he Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he sounds like. Uh, oh, okay. Let's talk money, and then we can we can um, yep. we can get him a place on the bill. Other than that, he's in the car park stage at best. Yeah, 
there. There you go. So thank you to everybody that um, reacted and listened to Podcast 90. Really appreciate your contributions. And I hope we suitably justified it with my fine impression of um, Scandinavian. Is it Scandinavian or German? Uh, they were annoyed, so of course they were German. Uh, um, thrash metal bands back in the day. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, Robbie. No, absolutely. You And the black metal band pronunciation as well. You've uh, yes. done that. I've done them a kipper, haven't I? So, no, thank you to everyone there. Thank you to Neil, Paul, Mark, and um, old two flexi disc Tim Finch as well for mm. to giving us a, the comments and, you know, taking part as they always do. So, yeah, just so diligently in the club and, and sharing their thoughts. It's brilliant. And thank you. So, well, we here, Carl, the final week. Well, why are we a week early? Well, because this time next week, everyone will be getting ready, putting their stockings out, but also peace sells, but who's buying? We cut it short a week early. It didn't need any longer. Yeah. It didn't need a week extra to propel itself into the Hall of Fame. It's up there, is it, Carl? Is it in the Hall of Fame? Well, should we go Should we go through the, the comments and then I shall tell you exactly the scores on the doors after we've gone through the comments? Yeah, OK. I think we know it's in the Hall of Fame, but I'm kind of itching to know how how high is it? Is it knocking on the door of Ride the Lightning? So we'll see. Oh, OK. That's interesting. That's interesting. The post is scheduled for later on whilst we're recording this. I think it was half ten. Rob Davies, it would be a 10 for me, but I ain't superstitious. Knocks it down to nine. Chris Poland is my favourite guitarist and Gar Samuelson is an extraordinary drummer. I love what he does. Check out the isolated tracks on YouTube. The two of them are untouchable, in my opinion. See, that that's great. Um, Rob coming from that era. Just going to break that down a little bit. I ain't superstitious. He knocks a point off for it because it's a nine and not a ten. Um, I am of that opinion as well, Rob. So we're off the same hint. But as we will find out from the comments... Even though I Ain't Superstitious is on there, and even though people aren't particularly fussed about that particular song, it still gets a 10 out of 10. Uh, so is it that it's just the other so the other seven songs are just so good that it overshadows I Ain't Superstitious and it's not a problem, it's still a 10? Or are you like me and Rob Davies where you just think, well, I can't give this album a 10 out of 10 because there is one track that I dislike? Um, we'll discuss that in another comment in a minute. Chris Poland and Gar Samuelson, definitive. I, as as good as an extraordinary a guitar player and drummer they are, I'm still a Friedman Menza lineup man myself. I just think though that that band just gelled beautifully. I think it goes back to who was in the band when you saw them, wasn't mm. it? Who was who, who was who's got got that connection from that first time you saw the possibly saw the band live? I certainly, for me, seeing Nick Menza you know, on on stage at Hammersmith Odeon on the Rust in Peace tour, and you know you go to a signing session, you're young and you're seeing all four of them at Tower Records in Piccadilly, and you, you you're suitably impressed by those four guys there. Mm. Yes, Chris Poland and Gar Samuelson, unbelievable. But for me, I'm with you. It's Nick Friedman and, and mm. Nick Friedman. It's Nick Menza and Martin Friedman for me. <laughs> yeah. It's you know that's the that's the lineup for me. But I do totally understand mm. how people see this lineup and and obviously the the other lineups that have been. Yeah, and and Chris Poland and Gar Samson obviously absolutely brilliant. That is true. But I think it was quite a sh it was a relatively short lived lineup. Was this one Chris Poland and Gar Samuelson? I suppose uh, in the grand well, scheme of things, since they've been yeah. around for so long, I can't kind of guess that it is. But it back then they 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 kind of done this era and that was that really, wasn't it? 
yeah, they got fired for being too um, too out of their heads, didn't they? Which was yeah. quite bizarre coming from Dave Mustaine. But that's you know he was he he was a bit of a well a bit of a genius really, young Mustaine wasn't he? Or still is? So you know, wasn't there that, that, that famous story where Gar Samuelson was about to do a take, or that morning was about to do some um, recording for the drums, but he sold his cymbals to in quotes <laughs> get well. <laughs> which meant get some more drugs yeah. down his neck so he could actually open his eyes up and get on with his day mental but who knows um what's the next comment mate because this next comment kind of challenges day uh rob davies one john davies stone dead classic anything less than a 10 would be doing it a disservice to me peace sells a definitive megadeth album from start to finish it's all killer no filler and the title track alone made the album worth buying so that is John, yeah, John Deere, title track, definitely. It was one of the first Megadeth tracks. I think it must have been the first Megadeth track I ever heard. I still love it to this day. I think it's absolutely killer. Um, all killer, no filler with I Ain't Superstitious. Again, I, I you know, it's it's John's opinion. I, 100% entitled. We're talking, where is it a nine or a 10 for goodness sake? That's what we're, we're arguing about here. Um, or not arguing, we're discussing. Um and it, I, I wouldn't agree totally with that statement that it's all killer, no filler. I think Iron Superstitious is a bit of a filler, but definitive Megadeth album, it's got a, a I mean, I cannot split this and rust in peace. Yeah, it's not a bad. Well, you, you, we're talking about Iron Superstitious. I don't think it's a terrible cover, though. It's not like the, the it properly bombs on when this one comes on. Mm. It was the kind of thing to do as well back then was to mm. throw a cover version, certainly for a lot of thrash bands, throw a cover version on there, doff your hat to, you know, your, your, the respected people that, you, that have influenced you or just something a bit more quirky that you want to throw on there. I mean, this being the the kind of blues blues song that that it was it, a bit strange that a thrash metal band you know in 1986 were doing it but fair play to them for doing it and yeah it's kind of i don't know does it stick out like a sore thumb i don't think it sticks out like a sore thumb but it certainly does maybe change the momentum that the album was really hitting by the kind of midway through the second half but it's still still a decent decent cover version for me do you forward it if say you're listening to it on a CD or Spotify? Do you forward it? Uh, I, I actually did this afternoon because I I had today <laughs> off and I was just looking at the notes for today and I had P cells on actually and it came on and I asked my smartphone speaker uh, <laughs> smart Bruce there he is <laughs> now Tess <laughs> I asked my smartphone speaker I'm not going to say it but and uh yeah to forward on or what yeah to next and it did and it did see that isn't if we were continuing um if this was earlier on in the year we could say straight up vote I ain't superstitious when you listen to P cells forward or listen mm. to that would separate the band from yeah. the boys wouldn't it i suppose I think because I had a few other albums that I wanted to get through and listen to as well, certainly. Maybe that was why, because I thought, yeah, I, I know it. And I certainly, uh, I, I played The Conjuring twice because I enjoyed it so much again. Oh, that, well, that, that's kind of made up for it then, mate. Yeah, exactly. Next Dave comment. Rowe. 
Dave Rowe, heard my last words on Tammy, Tommy Vance's Friday Rock Show and had to get the first thing Saturday and go buy the album. Easily their best album for me and one of my favourite albums by anyone. It will be a 10. Uh, so, again, whenever there's Tommy Vance mentioned, it's always nice to remember the great TV. And, again, another one um, for someone's life that he's affected, Mr. Rowe, got up and inspired him um, to go into a record store on Saturday morning, I assume, and buy the very record that he heard for a TV play. And what mm-hmm. a song at TV. Could have played it safe again, couldn't he, TV? Could have played Peace Cells. Could have played Wake Up Dead. No. My last words. Yeah. There you go. Absolute maverick. Brilliant. Coke Finley. This album was the gateway for me into fusion guitarists like Alan Holdsworth and Frank Gambale. The riff a the, the riffage was very different from the first album, and there was a maturity to Davis to Dave's songwriting ability. His structures and melodies were f- far more complex than Metallica's, but for me, it was all about the jazzy flowing solos of the maestro Chris Poland. I could hear the contrast between the two styles of soloists. The very dark and broody vocals gave the album a menacing feel to it. Standout track for me has to be Wake Up Dead. I just love the breakdowns in songs, and this song has got it all. After a few years, though, I got sick of Dave's whiny, screechy voice. All in all, one of the greatest thrash albums of that era for me, though. There you go. Um, and as we know, Coke Finley knows his way around a fretboard. And I did say that it, when you listen to Wake Up Dead as an opening track, it's it's kind of like, how how would you go about writing that? How did you, you, I mean, some... I kind of get the gist that when you sit down, right, we're going to have a verse, chorus, and then we will repeat that. And then maybe I'll do a solo. We could go somewhere else with it. It just goes from left to right to left to right. You just, it, it, it's a real volley around, <laughs> around your head. And it's its kind of like, who, how did it evolve? So you see that riff there? Now this one. Now we'll slow it down. Now we'll do this. It, it how, how long did that song to take to evolve or did they deliberately go it's going to be this riff this this riff, and it's all in a line sort of thing it's, it's a great song wake up dead and and kind of even though it's on a classic album and it's loved by many and their opening track for many many years i believe um it it's kind of underrated and i don't think you get plays as regularly now as it as it certainly used to sort of like post 1990 really had the video didn't it the, the cage video that the, the uh, the the band in the cage and the metal fans coming up and jumping on the cage. That's right, it did, yeah. Certainly, like Peace Cell's got a lot of airplay on MTV. Certainly, Wake Up Dead seemed to get a bit mm. of well. That the, the bit in with the is the young lad with the Slayer T-shirt on, isn't he? he goes the dad comes in, he goes, I want to watch the news. This is the news, and he turns the dial like the old-fashioned dial on the TV, isn't it? Yeah. That is exactly it. And I think you could look at Peace Cells, the song, as having her, it's one of them songs in Thrash that, considering it's been around for so long, you could quite easily get bored of. But I think, even though it's quite a, a very well known song, it's got mm. such, such a distinctive bass line kind of introducing yeah. it. I could listen to that all day long. I still yeah. think it's a fantastic song, especially, you know, this is the news and it do, you know, and it goes into the, the really fast bit in the, in the second half, when, like in that video, when he turns the TV, it, it's fantastic song. And I don't get bored of it at all. And I think that's the strength of such a, 
such a really strong song and it's kind of what you've got wake up dead and the conjuring that building up to it building up to it and then peace l comes along and it's like there's your there's our big commercial hit that's still quite an underground kind of feel but still big enough to to kind of push them to the bigger the the almost like the well they were in the big four but the, to kind of cement their place as one of the huge thrash bands still able to write cutting edge thrash but write it not just about the the typical stuff that thrash bands might be singing about you know this was a real political statement that dave mustaine was you know going on and um you know to to make the video like he did with all the the war stuff and that it's you know obviously very driven guy and certainly had it knew what he wanted to get across in, in mm. d despite his drug addled haze he yeah uh, yeah quite a visionary old dave yeah, I, I often wonder when, when people say, oh, they're, they're drug addled back in the day and all the rest of it. He's still around today. And I I think I know he's had his health issues externally and of of um, of drug addiction and all the rest of it. But I just wonder as far as very hard drugs, how much he actually did have, because everyone that really, really, really indulged in hard hard drugs is dead it kills them doesn't it? it it's just it's just indiscriminate it just gets you so i'm just wondering he may have um, dabbled in it I'm Aussie, sure. uh, Aussie, Aussie, alice cooper uh, yeah, alice cooper was always, he, he was drinking wasn't it it was it was more drinking for for and and ozzy was a big boozer as well and there was never any sort of like heroin addiction or anything like that was there certainly not with alice cooper i don't think anyway okay well, so I'm just wondering I, yeah, I, I how much, know. how much, dang, you know, very, very hard drugs. Yeah, not that I'm condoning any kind of drug taking at all, because I, I don't, to be quite honest with you. But you know, it, it's it's all of this sort of stuff like Slash and everything. You know, everyone says, oh, Slash is, uh, yeah, he was his drug intake was absolutely massive. Well, you look at um, you look at other people around that era who apparently took as met as much drugs as Slash did. They're 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 kind of dead or they're uh you know Stephen adler an incoherent mess whereas slash is actually very coherent and 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 very articulate isn't it and i'm just wondering well it hasn't rotted his brain that much and i'm just wondering okay and it does it, it it's scientifically proven to rot your brain and indeed kill you and he's not he's still here so i'm just wondering whether it was a bit of hype yeah tell them that they're mad bad dangerous to know because that sells albums I, I i don't know is that me being cynical i don't know i mean i'm glad they're still on the planet and still here they, you know that's the good news um but i'm just wondering whether back then it's best to well if if you take a, a, a few drugs let's say you take loads because that makes you a bit more dangerous doesn't it two things you mentioned there who had a little slogan on the back of their t-shirt that said rots your brain like crack cocaine oh yeah no i don't know Ooh, that's a good question for the next quiz mate yeah we'll give the remember. answer away now it was tall oh okay okay and something else you picked up on there do you remember did you ever remember the story that or was it just me and my mates that slash worked as a cigarette taster um or a cigarette tester <laughs> in a <laughs> in a marlborough factory <laughs> brilliant seriously yeah when i was at school people saying yeah slash from guns and roses that's why he's always got cigarettes because he works part-time <laughs> or whatever as a cigarette tester in a marlborough factory i mean that's your test cigarettes <laughs> oh that's 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 brilliant yeah and he, he used to go into work 40 times a day 
Yeah, yeah, 60 sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's lost the job now, though, because I don't think you see him smoking much now, anyway. No, I, I, I think he's the, he's the picture of health, isn't he? Gareth Pugh, just a thrash monster. It's got the lot. The super catchy title track with its politically spot-on lyrics, the awesome heaviness and complexity of Wake Up Dead, the creepy evilness of The Conjuring, and a very fun and well-done cover version of My Last Words is criminally overlooked these days. But my favourite has to be the haunting-turned-homicidal killing spree of Good Morning Black Friday. This is a 10 all the fucking way there and back one of my all-time favorites wow you went you went quite deep and good there mate when you were talking all the fucking way there yeah um i'm trying to give it some gravitas you know gary yeah. gee he, he's put it in there and, and he I've, has. Got, I've got to do him justice yeah uh that good morning black friday that is kind of overlooked isn't it because that is a haunting a haunting track that one and um Again, Coke was talking about it in the in the above comment, and G um, has brilliantly articulated it there. That it does have this menacing feel about it. Dave Mustaine has this menacing voice on this one. Yeah, where he never really captured that again. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if there's effects to his voice or whether it's just mm. something that he. There's certainly something going on, but it's got a real character, and there is a real dark atmosphere to this. In amongst all the the, the blistering thrash that's going on and the the technically, um, you know, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on. There's a real character and atmosphere and it's quite dark. As I just said that twice, I have, yeah. So I'll move on. John Beavis, my favourite Megadeth album. One of my favourite metal albums, full stop, actually. It's one of the very few albums that sounds genuinely dark and dangerous because it is utterly ferocious but brilliantly written as well with enough amazing riffs to fill a few albums. The Conjuring is still an absolute banger. It's got one of the best headbanging head sections ever in the middle, even including I Ain't Superstitious, which I can take or leave. It's a 10 for me. There you go. It kind of, that, that, so that would be an interesting one for James uh, John Beavers then to answer. Do you spin forward um, I Ain't Superstitious on this album? Another question that rears its head from John's brilliant comment there is enough riffs to fill a few albums. You know, the Dark Angel album, 243 riffs or something in 80 minutes or whatever it was with. Uh, I can't remember what album was it. Um, Live Scar. Um, I can't remember what album it was now. What was the Dark Angel album that had that as the tagline? It was either Leave Scars or Time Does Not Heal. I'm not sure. I think it was Time Does Not Heal, actually. I can't remember, but one of those two, it had, that was the, that was the, the sticker, um, the ones that side Cobb writes. And I'm wondering how many riffs are actually on this album. Mm. Bearing up, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave I Ain't Superstitious, we'll push that out of the way. How many of the, is it seven remaining tracks? How many riffs in that seven tracks? Yeah be interesting to know i might give him a count when i i might be pissed up tomorrow i might put on peace cells and i might count the riffs you john mentioned there the conjuring john chose it when we used to do the t90s this album got featured so frequently and so many members who took part in the t90 picked songs from peace cells john picked the conjuring there as one of his luke as well he chose bad omen on luke alexander on the t90 that we did the mosh in the roof on one uh, warren elliott he chose what did he choose he chose i, I think it's a conjuring as well matthew cg green hook cg green who wrote the fantastic introduction to to this yes. as well so big thank you very much 
yeah great introduction he chose the conjuring as well there were loads that that wrote uh, uh that wrote that chose songs from peace cells for their t90 and it just shows that they still to this day it, it's had that impact back then but it still sounds a fantastic album awesome Los Hayes, unless you're old enough, it's hard to convey what this was at the time. It was new, like fucking new, and virtually peerless. Mm. Well, it didn't sound like any of the other big four thrash bands, did it? Uh, it really, I mean, they were all very unique, but no other thrash band sounded like them. People were saying, oh, yeah, they're a bit anthraxy, they're a bit Metallica ish. A lot of, lot of, they sound a bit Metallica ish round about this time. No one ever really said, Oh yeah, it sounds a bit mega deathy, do they? No. So yeah, it I can imagine I can't remember it being released at this particular time, but looking back on it now, yeah, it it, it really is a unique one. It really is a unique one. And I think that's why it scored so well, because indeed it did score well. John Beavis again, he's come back, but I think he came back. This is when we the the vote was open. Yeah. And he says it's a definite 10 for me. The cover version doesn't hit the mark, but for me, it isn't terrible either. Not that it would matter, to be honest. Every other tune is a 10 and the whole album is ferocious, riff-laden masterclass. Every Everyone is, is in the drug-addled pit, which contributes to, to the dark sound of the whole thing. But their chops are still unbelievable. Whether it by luck or design, it all comes together perfectly. The songs, the riffs, the playing, the attitude and the sound. It's just awesome. That's great. That's a great way uh, of uh, certainly the last bit there, the songs, the riffs, the playing, the attitude and the sound, just the, the way he kind of he's, he's let go there. And he's just really just closed his eyes and thought, how do I feel about this album? And what what parts of this album do I like? And he just kind of just summed it all up nicely, which is a great one to add on. Unless you want to end it on the drug addled pit, which could be the name of the um, the complete um uh, biography of Megadeth the band that'd be a good title for it well done John you've just done that and earned yourself a few quid in royalties well done I've mentioned there that Warren Elliott over in the States he chose the Cundrin I've just had a look back in the notes and he chose believe it or not he chose I Ain't Superstitious to be one of the songs in his 10 song playlist to share with the club so of all 10 songs that he could choose he chose a cover version and he said this is going back to about 18 months ago maybe not everyone's go-to song of peace sales but as a cover of a willie dixon blues song it has this weird bent bluesy sound and mustang sneers like a bastard all over it my 1900 my 1900 born grandmother liked it which flipped my lid and makes me sentimental over it Plus, it gets frantic towards the end. It's a pretty unhinged song, if you ask me. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. and, and perfect for the album, if it is, you you believe that it is unhinged. And uh, there's Warren uh, doing his own thing, which is what Warren does, and we, and we love him for it. So thank Brilliant. you for that, mate. Yeah, so again, and also thank you to Matthew. I know we said it there, but we probably didn't do it justice. No. Contacted him uh, about four or five days before we needed the typically you know that's us but we did and he, he got back to us and what a, what a great introduction i think many members could have been able to write a an introduction that would have been totally different everyone would have had a unique take on this album but it, everyone would have come across generally i don't i think there were two possibly strange scores in there but i think everyone would have come across as would have been able to do a great introduction thank you matthew for taking the time to to celebrate and introduce this album with the club so let's see. 
let's see where the scores are. Carl, come on. OK, OK. Well, I just wanted to say, of course, we try and get as many members involved in that. And if we believe you particularly love an album that we are going to feature, please, if if we come knocking on the door and you don't want to do it, that's fine. But if you do, we really want to get as many members involved. So thank you for that, Matt. But the scores are the ones, the scores that are all everyone's hanging on. So where do we start? There was a total of... Um, 149 people voted on this, which is Trash of the Titans-esque. Um, we had uh, the biggest number of 10 out of 10s. Out of those 149, 72 people gave it a 10 out of 10. Wow. Which I don't think we've ever had before. The next biggest score was 47 people gave it a 9 out of 10. So it's, these are big numbers. These are massive numbers. Um, that left the next one was twenty-two, and then there were only after the t after the uh, eight, nine, and ten votes, there was only five, six. So there was only eight other votes <coughs> lower than an eight. I sound like Bruce Forsyth. Lower than an eight, there was only there was higher, only eight higher, Carl, higher. <laughs> eight people voted it lower than an eight, and they were the only people that did vote. So that gives it an average of. 9.03 out of 10. Wow, rightly so. It's which on the all time it's the most popular one of this year. So yeah. it's uh, we've saved the best to last year, as it appears, for uh, for 21. But overall, with the history of, of the uh, club, it is second place, comfortably in second place, second only to ride the lightning, and it's only second to ride the lightning by 0.18 of a vote yeah of a mark rather so it's right up there with ride the lightning and could possibly i mean if we were to feature ride the lightning now i can't remember how many people did vote for ride the lightning but it was nowhere near 147 nowhere no, no, no if no, it no. was 50 we would have been delighted with it back then and i reckon it was probably about that yeah yeah, but um, no, I mean, it's rightly so that it's up there. It's a, it's a great album. Still sounds wonderful to this day. And like I said in the post that's coming out, it's second only to Metallica. But I think Dave Mustaine will be all right with that, don't you think? He's not got any grind. He hasn't got an axe to grind or anything, has he? he didn't he make it up with Lars in... Yeah. In... Yes, he did. You know, there was that, that, that lovely moment. How do you think it... I'm not going to do my Mustaine. I can't do my Mustaine. How do you think that made me feel when Lars looking very uncomfortable for the camera? Still chewing his gum, Lars. Does he ever stop chewing gum or picking bits of food out of his mouth? Or just, oh, yeah. Chamming. Chamming, he's chamming. Stop your chamming, boy. Poor Dave's <laughs> trying to talk to you. Stop chewing, yeah. So that is Megadeth. That's P-Cells in the book. Great to do it. Um, and we, I say we're going to release another or, or, or talk about another album. We won't be doing that until January, I think, from the top of my head, it's 5th. So is it 7th? January 7th, I think, is the uh, first Thursday proper of uh, the uh, of the new year. And that's where we're going to be putting Persona Non Gratis out um, for everyone to talk to, to get listening to that album. Oh, You're dear. giving it a five, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I won't be giving it much more, to be honest. I tell you what, just moving away from Megadeth real quick, guess what we forgot to talk about right at the front end of the podcast, and we should talk about it now. Well, yeah, tortured demon, Carl. Yeah, yes, indeed, mate. Yes, indeed. 
yeah uh apologies yeah so smashing the doors wide open for the start of the podcast was tortured demon there with the song the invasion thankfully um we kind of it links into what carl and i are going to be talking about the kind of four song playlist thing that we we, we kind of were alluding to earlier but we had well tortured demon probably back in january when their album in desperation's grip came out we featured a couple of their songs in the in in the club and they were great positive reviews and and joe got involved from the band and 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 kind of interacted with with members of the club and it's a real worthwhile kind of kind of experiment getting your getting your music in the club as many bands find um getting some great feedback and it's certainly an album for me that i've really enjoyed this year in in desperation's grip so i wanted to maybe you know close out the final uh, final podcast of the year with you know a song that you know i've been enjoying and maybe not one of the kind of the choice cuts of the album for me that this song is is one that um I don't know it, it's it kind of for me has got everything that they do so well it, it's got the 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 classic thrash it's got the kind of thrash core sound it's got the gang chants it's got the growls it's got the frenetic solos the breakdowns I think it's got everything that is key to the torture demon sound is in that kind of seven eight minutes on whatever it is and that you know i mean it's my favorite song off the album and i just think where it sits in the album it works so well um killer solos as well and yeah it just yeah what a great discovery for me certainly for the club i know there were people that were into them before but start of the year barely heard of torture demon and as we're closing out the year they've had a successful uh, showing at Bloodstock this year in the Jaeger Ten, the album's done well. They're huge in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, and and it's just it's just great that a band that are out there doing it. You see, they're on the they're, they're on the bills. The, the Tortured Demon logo is on bills. They're playing gigs when they can. I think it's great because it's a killer album. So thank you for letting us play it. Thank you for getting you know to sending it through to us on our request. And yeah, it just. That's that's brilliant, and also it's beginning of the year as well. The album can kind of get buried at times as well, and it's a shame. Although the albums, you know, you can't really t- you can't really dictate when the album comes out. It comes out in January, so it's as good a time as any. But I think it's um, an excellent time uh, for for Banska. But it does when end of year lists. It takes a lot for it to stay in an end of year list. Absolutely, yeah. So it's good to revisit it, and I will revisit. It. I haven't heard it for a little while, so and I'm I'm looking for for something to listen to. I get into the end of, you know, I'm going back on albums. I need new stuff, so I think I might go back and give that another listen to. Well, well, have a have a listen to Robbie and Carl in a minute, Carl, talking about a playlist, and you you yeah. might have some torture demon on that to listen to. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll do that. But we're going to save that. We're going to save that, aren't we, mate? We're gonna we save are. That. Should we talk about our Super Duper EP feature called Rank and File? Yeah, Rank and File. This is a nice little take on the Hit, Miss or Maybe kind of thing, isn't it? It certainly is. It's Hit, Miss or Maybe times four, really. Um, So we put up four tracks. They could be uh, bands you've never heard of. They could be well-established artists. And we pit them against one another. You've got to rank them and file them. And then we'll give them points. And then we'll put them all together. Uh, in a little in a little um, 
little group, a little league table, and we'll see which one comes out the winner. Um, so this week, and I got all of these intros from their very own um, Spotify um, blurb, I suppose you can call it, at the bottom if you go all the way down. I don't know what they call it. about. It's always about the band, isn't it? And then they put a bit in here. And I just literally took everything from there. So first up, Masters of Enlightened, Neck Wrecking, Turbo Thrash, Silosis, have an <laughs> immovable stone. What do you think about that neck wrecking turbo thrash? Well, did Cy Cobb write that for the sticker? Because that sounds, yeah, that sounds as like some perfect union of words to describe the sound of Silosis. Oh, that's a nice way you put it, a union yeah. of words. That's good, mate. Um, next up, we have New Orleans Sludge Originals. I had to make that up because it just said New Orleans band Crowbar. Um, and it is indeed Crowbar. I have a new single, Chemical Gods. Chemical Gods with a Z. The Z is it? Oh, OK. Yeah. That's good. I always remember seeing Crowbar down at Portsmouth. And he goes, uh, he said, I locked myself in a basement with a quart of alcohol, six grams of cocaine and an invented sludge. He said... <laughs> Something to that effect. Uh, and then The Godfathers of Grindcore, Napalm Death's new single. And is that Nars Narcissus? It is. Narcissus? Is that one? Is a narcissist plural then? Or is what? what's what's a narcissist? Narcissus? It's Narcissus. Isn't, isn't Narcissus the, the, the person that looked at themselves in the, the water and fell in love with their reflection and then drowned? Is it? Or is that Oedipus? Oh, hang on. They're, they're going on at us now, Carl. No. Well, you uh, know, I mean, what Roman numeral was that? Probably around about the same time as Roman numerals. Yeah. No, so, yeah, that's Narcissus. That's singular. So that's one. OK, well, I know it's not Icarus because he flew through to... to... Why didn't Iron Maiden write a fucking song about this guy? And then we know who it is. Yeah. That's no, it, Bruce, it, it, Bruce's I, fault, is it? I think, I think Oedipus copped off with his sister, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. They bastard. Were, yeah, there was plenty. Of, no wonder they're all writing about him. There's loads yeah. of lyric info, inspirational stuff going on there. Muck but, and filth everywhere, mate. Why didn't I pay attention in a history lesson? Anyway, and then rounding up our rank and file, <coughs> Canada's finest. That's my word, Canada, because, again, uh, on the Spotify blurb, it was just... Um, original thrash band Voivod <laughs> something to yeah. that effect so I put Canada's finest Voivod and their new single Planet Eaters yeah it's a nice mix of stuff there mm, isn't there I thought it was a great EP if this was on the front of a of a magazine I'd be playing this to death I think and I, and I kind of did I did listen to it a few I've listened to all of these a few times so I had I had a very definite order um yeah I what was uh, what was your favourite amongst though that um, is it a quintet or a quartet? This is a quartet. A quintet is five, Carl. Oh, okay. So my favourite was it was it was difficult because I, I enjoyed them all, but it was Voivod to begin with, and yeah. followed by Napalm Death, and then I went for Silosis when we were doing the when I was doing the votes, but this was just on with the first listen and then crowbar at the end. But since then, I've probably listened to all four, probably four or five times and it's changed slightly. And I've kind of grown to like the crowbar one a lot more than the Silosis one. Voivod and Napalm are still up there as well. So yeah. I, I enjoy them all, but um, yeah, Voivod, there's something in there that's taking me back to, it's typically kind of progressive Voivod, but it does hint back to that class 
classic sound, the kind of nothing face dimension Hatros. But there's still that it's still that modern sound that they're striving for now as well. And I just think that bass, it's got such a chunky chugging bass in it. It just sounds brilliant. Mm. And I know it got dealt a few hefty below the belt <laughs> from some members in, in the <laughs> yeah. comments, but I couldn't see it. I thought it was a fantastic song. Uh, once you've heard it a few times, there's, there's loads to get into. Really yeah. liked it. I, I totally lost myself in Voivod. That was my favourite one out of the four. And uh, again, like you, I think the three move around, the other three mm. move around for me, but Voivod is definitely the best. Uh, and it's it's got all these awkward features about it. It's got big immersive parts and it's got a really catchy chorus as well. What more do you want? Yeah, it's building the buildings to build new build and build <laughs> them again or whatever he was saying. It was yeah. great, yeah. It's, uh, he still That's sounds whether you like his voice or not you cannot take away he's he's, he's a great front man i think snake yeah. he's and he's got he has got a unique voice and it works so well with the voivod sound i think it's a great song and it really bodes well for the new album that's coming out synchro is it synchro energy or synchro anarchy mm -hmm. that's coming out in next year yeah looking forward to that one mm. so here was the running order in fourth place with uh 28 points in total was crowbars chemical gods with a z edgy with a z yeah edgy uh third place silosis immovable stone with 34 points mm. now check this out mate in joint first with 39 points each you have Napalm and Voivod together. However, I might call it for Voivod just because they had seven first places. Yeah. Shall we call it? To, to yeah. Napalm deaths three. Yeah, yeah. So that means the percentage of people preferred Voivod, didn't they? They did. You know, so let let's 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 call it for Voivod, shall we? And and uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a very thin line between Voivod and Napalm, but um, that's a great build, that isn't it? That would be good, Voivod and Napalm. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, okay. and, and Crowbar crushing everyone as they yeah. as they come in. That that's the thing with Crowbar. It doesn't for me. They whilst they are very good at what they do, and it is just gut-wrenchingly heavy groove sludgy doom it's just it, it, not doom it's just that got that doomy feel to the sludge and it, it, one song on its own in isolation it, it works it really does for me a whole album of them i really I, i'm i'm gone after four or five songs with with crowbar i've oh okay i've i've had a i've had i think it was odd fellows rest in the past mm -hmm. and yeah enjoyed that album really liked it but I just find they the kind of formula wears wears a bit thin now with that. Just it's just mm. so viscerally heavy, isn't it? That it's 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 kind of hard to I don't know if it's hard to stomach when it's that heavy because there's other aspects of heavy music that you know are equally as hard to stomach. But it's just I find it, I, I find Crowbar's music a little bit too oppressive, if that makes. Okay. If it, yeah, that's just me personally. It probably sounds a load of wank to a lot of people, but um, one song on its own, I thought it really worked. But for me, so, so yeah. do you think Kirk needs to go down into another basement with another quart of alcohol, another six ounces of um, of cocaine, and invent something else? He'll invent some other neck wrecking 
Turbo Thrash. Turbo Thrash. No, that's Soloysis. You can't invent them. Who was that? Soloysis. 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 Silosis. Sorry, I went back. Sorry, Pete. Sorry, Pete D. Um, uh, there, I've gone back into my old ways right there. Yeah. It's because I didn't have it in front of me and no one's spelling it phonetically for me. Yeah. I went freestyle there for a bit. So uh, thank you for that, uh, everyone. That was a really good vote. Really enjoyed that. And Voivod, come out. Victories just. Great. So great stuff there. So, um, hang about. Who's that knocking on my door? Who's that ringing my bell? Hang about. What is it? The is it the, is it the postcode lottery guys coming <laughs> with a song like that? We'll have some of that, mate. Merry Christmas, Thrashers. It's my last visit to Carl's Shed for the year, and I'm back with a roundup of all the comings and goings over on The Razor's Edge. As we near the end of the year, we've been looking back at 2021. On Tuesday, all the staff members had their say on Album of the Year, as we published our top 10 lists. Across the 15 of us, there's a varied selection of top 10s with over 50 different albums picked, each one worth checking out. On Thursday we look back at our gigs of the year. Some of us got to many gigs, so only a handful, but there was plenty of good live music on offer this year, even without the massive international touring bands paying us a visit. On our usual coverage there's still plenty of reviews to take us to the end of the year. This week we've checked out new British thrash EP from Bangover, a ropey Christmas single from Disconnected Souls, and the new album from Slow Burning Rage, the solo project of Ryan from Iron Reagan, which features various guests, including members of Municipal Waste and a few more. And there's a few more releases to mop up next week as we round out the year. Gigs are coming thick and fast, as they always do in December. On Monday, I reviewed Fozzie's show in Birmingham just a few days before Chris Jericho got checked into hospital and started cancelling dates. We also checked out Raging Speedorn's final run of dates for 2021. The show in Stafford was absolute carnage. And to close out the week, Paul checked out the Electric Six Party in London. Next week we've got a few more gigs to round out the year and we'll be providing coverage of Miles Kennedy's tour, the Bosque Dune show in Bristol, the Raven Age in Wolverhampton, both Orange Fucking Goblin and The Darkness in Birmingham, and Fury with the Kesis in Bristol. What a year! Looking forward to next year, we've already got a couple of interviews in the bag ready to go, including a very special thrash band who chatted with me last week. I've already heard the album of the year for 2022. It comes out in January and people are going to have to go a long way to beat it. As ever, we'll bring you all the latest news, features, interviews, reviews and more. So keep your eyes on our website, www.theracersedge.rocks and our socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. That's it for me. So have a great Christmas and a happy new year, Thrashers. It's back to Carl and Robbie in the Thrash Album Club studio. Now, listening to the last one, mate, I think there was a slight pause of about three seconds before the actual recording kicked in. So I'm hoping that me just talking as I did just then fills that awkward gap quite nicely. And was Mr. Tim Finch bringing products of um, your postcode winning? Yes, he did. He had one of those yellow puffer jackets on and he gave me a big novelty oversized check. Fantastic. So not only is he reporting on everything that's great and good in the world of rock and metal, he's also giving out 
copious amounts of money to people in the Shire. I'm going to look a right din taking that into the bank, though, mate. A big oversized check. Do you think people actually take those big oversized checks into banks and things? Are, are there still banks? There's one or two, mate. Yeah. 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 Then no, I don't think they do. No, that'd be good though, wouldn't it? After a big telethon, the banks are inundated with these big oversized novelty checks. I quite like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Boom. It's but, good of him. To, it's good of him to find his way out to to share what's been going on, certainly in the club. Yeah, and uh, they were take, talking about the uh, the the staff, the writers on um, Razor's Edge, giving their top ten and over fifty albums worth of material on there, so you can get stuck into with a recommendation or two. I've got my ten, you've got your ten, and also Gigs of the Year uh, was published today as well. <laughs> and then Tim goes and drops a teaser, doesn't he? He goes and drops a teaser like a like Maiden dropping a new album. There's a few little teasers. And he's gone an interview early next year, a very special thrash band already done in the bag, ready for next year, mate. So here we go, mate. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who do you think it is? Do you know who I think it is? Well, you've just asked me who I think it is. Oh, OK, but I thought you were struggling there. I was No, I was no. <laughs> <laughs> Making noises to well, Carl. Uh, forbidden. You think it's forbidden? No, that's just a, it's not forbidden, but that's just me putting a name out just to add that in. What about you? I think it's the Peace Cells reformation of the Megadeth lineup from Peace Cells. Well, they do a bloody good job to do that because one of them's six foot under, isn't he? Well, they, Tim did say special interview, mate. I've got it. It's in. It, if you rewind the podcast, you'll be able to hear it. Special interview. What's more special than that, mate? Very, very special absolutely i expect big things and of course they always happen at the races yeah absolutely now it's a fantastic site loads going on and some of those top 10 lists brilliant place to get loads of recommendations a real varied list of bands as well and it just shows certainly some of those writers have been prolific throughout the year mm. uh some not so but it's great <laughs> me and you for <laughs> no no, no I, was, I was meaning more me but it's 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 a fantastic site and yeah it's certainly if if I use a if I use a site for my go-to uh, rock and metal news, it's always Razor's Edge. That's that's how it is now. So it's it's good stuff. So uh, albums, it's great. Uh, I do like the roundups, and if I'm interested in the band, I then go and check out the uh, the review whilst listening to it, and then thinking, do I download this and give this a bit of time? And the review linked to whatever song they suggest, or maybe the first one gives me that inkling and I've, I've found some absolute bangers on there um just from uh reading reviews and and getting it recommendations that way so please do the same because i've i've discovered hours and hours of music yeah no and you know they're being reviewed by genuine people and yeah. whose honesty and integrity really with it they're they ain't going to write stuff for the sake of writing it and we know as an editorial team they wouldn't allow rubbish to go out either as well so they wouldn't you know even albums it's just yeah a great a great company a great company a great a great, great website yeah a great yeah site. A great site to to be able to share some words with so thank yeah. you thank you tim um, and thanks for uh, all the segments that you've diligently been putting together for the uh for the podcast mate really really do appreciate it and i hope we uh you continue to do that 
in the new year as well, mate. And more more than welcome in the shed here, mate. But you know. absolutely, and yeah, yeah. To to Tim and Cat, really. I hope you both have a great Christmas and and next year, you know, onwards and upwards with Razor's Edge. Yeah, another quiz, please. That's what we need. Right, let's um, let a, a role reversal, mate. You're going to do the D'Andrade. He's talking about albums of the year albums of this year for 21 for D'Andrade. Yeah, so it was right and proper that we kind of closed out 2021 or 2021 with our albums of the year in the club. We we finished, uh, what was it, the one we had previously to this? It was, I can't even remember what one it was, but 2006, I think it was. It was 2006 or yeah. seven, yeah. 2006. So we asked members to come up with their top three for 2021. And we had, how many members did we have? We had 34 members voted sharing their top three albums. So there was a total of 69 different album choices. Wow. A massive, massive amount of album choices in there. Some big bands, obviously the big thrash albums we know that are going to be in there. But there are some really small bands, many bands I've never heard of. Not that that's a big thing for me to not hear some of these bands, but there were loads of bands that I've never even heard the names of. Um, certainly... Yeah, there's a load have gone on the list because I've had a this week been going back and just quickly having a look to see what some of these bands are like. And there's some cracking stuff on there. There truly is. Uh, and it's always interesting to see what members are. You think you know what members like or you think it, you know which members you kind of generate towards in terms of taste and, and, and style of music that they like. And it's interesting when someone pulls out a a total wild card but that's how it is that's music and yeah it, it was great really so can you remember your top three of the year carl because you got in quite late i did did i put ministry as number one you did put ministry as number one and i think i went more of the thrash vibe so i oh, i think i put carcass in didn't i you had carcass and what's it i think flotsman jetson no i think i put elimination in elimination yeah. or exodus one of the yeah. two i can't remember I haven't, yeah what about you Oh, no, I don't think any of my... Well, Maiden, I had Maiden as number two. I, I think I... Yeah, I, I just went with my top ten that I did with Razors. I didn't keep it anything thrashy or anything. I just did my top three, which was Code, Flybone, Flyblown Prince, uh, so kind of progressive black metal. Then Maiden, Senjutsu, and at number one, Panopticon with And Again Into The Light, so more black metal. Panopticon? Mm. What's a Panopticon? What is a panopticon? Yeah. Other than, is it a progressive, deep and good black metal band? Yeah, not so progressive. More more Americana folk-based stuff. But a panopticon is a, a building where one person can see all the other inmates within that building prison from... Did you just make that up or is that true? <laughs> I think I think it's true. Is it? I think it's I... something like it, it's something like a building that one person, one guard could see all of the inmates in the prison. A, a panopticon. Yeah, I thought like it was something that when you go and get your piles done, you go and have a panopticon. You you could do that as well, yeah. But mm. is that what they very said black to you metal, when you went? Sorry, mate. Is that what they said it was called when you went last time? Then no, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't say anything. I think I must have gone to a back street one, mate. Okay, well, let's do the top 10, shall we? Yeah, can't go away from my jacksie and let's talk about the top 10. We'll do a top 10. As I said, there were 69 different album choices. So getting it down to a top 10, obviously, there, there were masses. 
Cannibal Corpse and Enforced, number 10. Joint 10? Joint 10th, yeah. Oh, wow. What two different, great, different styles there. Both, both. I really, I did enjoy that Cannibal Corpse album. I only listened to it once or twice, but I come away thinking, I will listen to that again. I just haven't got round to it. Yeah. Enforced is a straight up banger, though. That's, that's, yeah, uh, that is in there. It's full of unusual twists and turns and just fucking storming riffs. And Knox is a fantastic singer and a great bloke as well. Great bloke. Then we're at number nine, Pestilence. Exit, oh, okay. exitism or exitivism. Okay. Do you like this? This is more your bag. You know, I gave it a spin you know, and didn't like it at all. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I was a bit disappointed. I really enjoyed Testimony of the Ancients and I didn't mind Spheres so much, but it certainly is, for me, it sounded a little bit too much like that kind of, that, that, that Spheres, more progressive sounding Pestilence than the the chugging Death Did you metal. check out the new Cynic album? I haven't yet. I mean to, because Rich Tricky Hudson, he's been banging on about it, rightly so, because I do, I, yeah. I, I, I had to listen to it. It's all linked together with like small instrumentals and it's got a fretless bass that makes it sound a bit like Genesis from the 80s. Okay. Mm. Not my thing at all. Number eight, Son of the Endless Night, Carl. Life, yes. a tragedy tainted by malevolence. I've given this a few more spins and then getting into it. I, I'm not going to critique. I love the album. I love the album. I just think the best songs are in the second half of, of the album, though. That's what you, I think. You do, yeah? Yeah, I do. I think as the album gets on, the, the front end of the album is, is, is good. I really enjoy it. A solid seven. The, the last sort of four or five proper tracks, if you like, there's a few instrumentals. I think there's a there's kind of like an instrumental on there, um, is gold it's up in the nines that's what i think no i yeah what about you I've have you been, given it a more bit more time yeah i have yeah i've gone back to it since obviously you get it on the cd you play it in the band it's it just sounds so much better and i have gone back to it i've, I've still um i don't know i've just i've not gelled maybe as much as i want to with it purely i think it's just the drums for me i don't know what oh, okay. it is about them i just find it just it works. It's got energy. It's got it's got the aggression. Uh, Sigh sounding, spitting out vocals sounds fantastic. The guitaring is brilliant. The bass is cool. It's got that hardcore kind of crossover kind of mm. there's something going on there. That's a bit, you know, there's like little notes towards that hardcore feel. It's blistering thrash metal. But there's that kind of I don't know, that that drum sound that just I just can't get on with that's I don't want to take anything away from the album because I am enjoying it a lot more uh the more I listen to it the hal hal scene has ended is that the yeah. instrumental one yeah. yeah really like that one yeah, um and then obviously once upon a death and who let the night in just fantastic just straight up bangers so yeah yeah no it's it's, it's good that it's it's great that it's in there and, it would probably yeah. be in my top 10 now if I were to do another top 10 list okay. for something else Number seven, Turnstile, Glow On, and Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Oh, okay. Two albums. Well, uh, your bag, You, I mean, you really dug the, for a long while, the Turnstile one, didn't you? I did, I still do. I think it's a fantastic album. I think it's a stunning album. Mastodon, not so. Could Just couldn't get into it, even though it harks back to a lot of the the earlier stuff as well as can uh, kind of embracing that modern sound that they've got it just uh, i just for some reason just couldn't get into it 
the 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 glow on album the uh the turnstile i i felt a little bit like what you did with the mastodon there couldn't really get on with it i got fucked off with all the weird noisy clicky 80s stuff going on in there and i just wanted to get them down with some proper hardcore sort of thing but yeah and i thought i found it a bit light as well to be honest with you the mastodon i do like no way should it be a double album that's for sure it just runs out of steam very very quickly okay that's what i think i think it's a is an okay-ish single album in there and it would be a, a perfectly decent listen if there were 10 tracks nine tracks with a couple of i think there's six or seven tracks that i really like but it, i just find it runs out of steam very very quickly and then a hard listen after that okay Another long album then that um, we've spoken about in the club before, not Thrash, but Maiden sitting there with Mordred at sixth. Oh, wow. OK. Uh, two contrasting albums. Mordred I haven't gone back to again. and um, I, uh, That was a bit of a forgotten one for me. Um, I will go back and, and, and listen to uh, is it The Dark Parade, isn't it? It is. Um, sin- and I do like it. There's, there's no problem with that. I do like it. I just haven't got around to listen to it. Maybe I'll, um, I'll, I'll stick that on again. The Maiden album, I, I, I've i kind of made my peace with it, and I do like, and I gave it a lot more chances than other albums. Um, Maiden have that effect, though. You always kind of feel, you almost talk yourself into liking it because it's Maiden, and then eventually you do. I just wish that keyboard sound would do one, though. Really? I, I, mm. I love it. Oh, God, dreadful. I, I, I really do. If they, it, would, it would almost take, I've listened to it, I don't know how many times, but I could literally half the amount of times I'd listen to it and get into it more if it didn't have that keyboard sound. Okay, right into the top five now, Carl. Cool. The business end of it. Number five, Hell Unleashed, Evile. Oh, straight up banger, and they were absolutely brilliant at Bloodstock. Number four, Elimination, Echoes of the Abyss. <coughs> Great me. UK thrash, coming out with some riffs upon riffs upon riffs. Loved it. Love listening to it. And straight up, guys, straight up thrash metal. Looking forward for them to be unleashed upon the world. Then the top three now. Right. Bronze place, Carcass, Torn Arteries. Now, this received three first places, one second place and one third place. It's a, I think, H from Acid Rain said it best on his Talking Bollocks podcast. It's great heavy metal. And that's exactly what it's got. Bits of death, bits of heavy metal, bits of thrash metal. It's got everything in there. I I love it. I I really get immersed in that album. And different songs do different things for you. It's a great case of each song sounding completely different, but you know instantly it's from one band. And that's always a hallmark of a great album. And that's why it was second place for me. Yeah. And then there's your boys, Flotsam and Jetsam, Blood in the Water. And that was number two. Uh, yeah, just comes storming straight out. They're getting really prolific. They really know. And I just think the guitar work on that is brilliant. I remember seeing the interview and about how competitive the two guitarists are. And I just think that really pushes the band on with Eric's great vocals on there and the rhythm section tight as anything. It's got the hallmarks of a great album. <clears throat> Okay, so that leads in first place with three first places. Only three second places, but that was enough to take it. 15 points, Exodus, Persona Non Grata. I really like this album. I really do. I just think it's business end thrash metal. 
I don't think they've tried to do anything as clever, but they have evolved and they've explored things they're interested in. And listening to some of the press stuff that's going in now, again, mentioned Talking Bollocks, is a great interview. Um, I, I just feel that they've really, they're really comfortable with themselves. And this album, yes, it has been a long time coming and there's been a few obstacles, one big um, obstacle in the way uh, with the uh, with the cancer issue and stuff like that. But I just think they have produced an absolute storming album. And I, and I, I just like all of the songs on there. And I think that's that's what you should really pay attention to when you're listening to an album. They haven't they haven't put all of their eggs in one basket basket created two or three really good songs and then filled everything out it just seems they've taken their time and crafted 10 or 9 songs or whatever it is on that album so that they're, they're, they're standalone on their own and yeah i really love it i, I think it's great i'm i'm, I'm I, I i like it all the uh, the more i listen to it i guess okay well but you're still not digging it though yeah well i mean the vocals are so prevalent and they are so out there that they are going to be always an obstacle for me enjoying this album well i kind of touched upon son of the endless night there life of tragedy tainted by malevolence the drum sound doesn't stop me enjoying that album it's just a it's just there for me whereas zetro's vocals do stop me just even yeah i just can't i don't know what it is with this album where it wasn't with um was it blood in blood out uh, where it just he seems to have adopted this maniacal manacle for it is just gremlin that's gone absolutely crazy i just don't know quite why and how it, it's gone past but that's me it's people are enjoying it and rightly so it's sitting at the top and we've got it as our album of the fortnight next year in a few weeks time so we'll be interesting to see interesting to see the comments and no doubt the vocals will feature highly in that but yes i think it, i think it will do well because clearly it's a well-liked album from the year but just going back to that it's it, it's great that to see so many albums of so many smaller and lesser known bands and obviously the sheer volume of the bigger known bands but you know if i just uh, of the 69 one step these this is just going through the kind of the, the tally chart had one step closer enforced knife heavy sentence woad still bearing hand a pale horse named death halloween bride year uh brand band made tri tribulation amen ra spirit world um hidden intent memoriam Diablo Swing Orchestra, Dark, Th Dark Throne, Space Chaser, Angelis Apatrida, Soul Brood, Wolves in the Throne Room, Asphyx, Cradle of Filth, Artillery, Agent Steel, Mammoth, Wolfgang, Van um, Van Halen, sorry, uh, Wild Hearts, White Stones, The Bronx, Seven Sisters, loads of bands in there, very smaller, lesser known bands. And that's what's great this year. It's been a real kind of broad depth of bands releasing albums. And I think it took a little time for it to wake up. But when it did, it's it was fully awake. And it's been a great year for, for metal and thrash metal. It's been, I've, I've been listening to so much and enjoying so much. It's just it was more hours in the day for me to listen to it. Yeah, fantastic stuff. So it's been really enjoyable doing the in uh, D'Andrado years uh, as, as, a, as a punter, putting my top three in and then waiting to see what comes out. I really enjoy this feature because, like I said, it just gives so many recommendations for you to go mm. in and check out other stuff. 
we'll awesome. go, which we which we need to continue next year. We've I think we've got probably about eight more years left of the DeAndrade years. Yeah, or maybe a bit more. So, um, do we need to pick another one? I haven't even got the spreadsheet. Up, or should we wait? Let's wait until next year. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. Keep it fresh. One thing that we didn't we we ought to close off now. Then, mate, is the crossover vote. Yes. So to be honest with you, mate, I've got a bit of a confession. Go on. Do you want me to confess my well, holy sin? Go on, admit it without swearing. But I don't. Okay, think you know I will. I would admit it's without swearing. I, 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 I can't swear. Well, I messed up then. I messed yeah. up the uh, <laughs> the dates of when the grand final for Thrash the Titans was going to be. It was a week early. Um, I thought I had it all planned out, but when it actually came to the crunch, um. I, I, I had weeks missing and I was thinking, mm. right, OK, well, we need to I definitely want Trash the Times to close our year and I want our year to finish relatively near the end. Um, so we we had a couple of other votes and I was thinking, right, well, it should be next week, actually. Um, but I think I'm going to have to do Thrash the Times now because I think people are waiting for it. So we did and we had the vote and everything. And it was really cool. Metallica come out on top. That left a rogue weekend at the at the arse end of the year so i thought well how are we going to feel this we obviously were had crumb suckers life of dreams as the featured album and i just thought well let's have a have a have a um have a crossover vote now the good news is <clears throat> that next year we will have a themed fortnight for crossover now it's a bit of a um niche within side a niche isn't it crossover and i'm not the world's biggest expert so which happens so often for, for me my complete um inadequates and and my complete um incapability to mark weeks up um i have all of a sudden members started coming forward with a plethora of albums that they couldn't put on to the vote because facebook have changed the regulations and we can't vote which means i don't think we're gonna have any more free-for-alls which is a bit of a shame the upshot is I've now got a big range of brilliant crossover albums to randomly pick for our crossover week. So from my complete, um, uh, a complete nausing up of, I've got a load of, I, I, I've come up, um, I've, I've fell into a, bar a, a barrel of um, thumbs and come up sucking nipples is the, the reverse of the, uh, of, of the expression. So we've done all right in the end, mate. We've done all right. We've, we've, it turned around okay. But as far as the vote, I just put five up there, which I hastily researched and thought, yeah, I think we can safely say that these are in the realms of people's crossover um, royalty. Crumb Suckers, of course, Life of Dreams, COC Animosity, DRI Crossover, Cromag's Best Wishes and SOD Speak English or Die. The result, results are as follows. We have got Cromag's 10%. Then we had uh, COC 10% with animosity. I'm giving that to COC. Um, sorry, Cromag's. Then with 15%, Crumb Sucker's Life of Dreams, 17% DRI crossover, and the overall winners with 49% of the vote, SOD speak English or die. Which we've already featured. Yeah, and features very highly as well. Now, as I said, we had 
unfortunately, I'd have loved to have people to have put loads of crossover on and we could vote in for as many as we want. And who knows, um, a band could have swallowed up uh, speaking English or die if um, someone had um, put them on. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, Facebook is still adamant that no one's allowed to do that. But like I say, we have got a nice one to pick for, but we did get some great comments. One, Brian D'Andrade, four stellar records, but an animosity rules them all, no contest. Okay, five life out loud. Just realise SOD is on the list. Still got to go animosity. It's an absolute blistering beast and one that inspired Hanneman to write so fast for the Rain in Blood album. And ironically, that opening cut on animosity, I think, is is it Lost for Words? Yes. Lost for Words. The old um, Easter Bunny. Yeah. The Mr. Bungle. Mm which Brian gave a zero out of 10 for, Mr. Bungle actually covered Lost for Words. Do you think that contributed to the zero? Seeing well, it could be that, couldn't it? I mean, it could be me looking at it as well. They did a great version of the COC song, but it could be that Brian just dislikes Mr. Bunny, Mr. Bungle so much that... Huh. That would be have... brilliant if they were called Mr. Bunny. That would make so much better. <laughs> Mr. Bunny. <laughs> So uh, thank you for that, Brian. And then we've got Paul Jones coming in. Can't deny Sergeant D, but all those are genre-defining classics. Honourable mentions, Gotta Be Suicidal, Still Psycho, Agnostic Front Calls for Alarm, and Leeway, Desperate Measures. I hope this kicks some people down the rabbit hole again because the UK crossover scene at the moment is on fire. Some killer bands about overseas too. Mm, I think uh, that could be Paul from... Sidewinder. Oh, okay. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. yeah. So there's some great comments there. Yeah, certainly. Uh, agnostic front, cause for alarm. That that's got to be in there. Yeah. And if not, leeway, desperate measures. Then certainly the other leeway album, Born to Expire. Uh, mm-hmm. Both great. So I remember had certainly desperate measures back in the day on vinyl, and what a great band they were. And then the Born to Expire album as well. Great stuff. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So we've got loads of crossover now. Again, I'm going to share it with you, Robbie, um, the list for crossover week. And I still need to randomly select which weeks, which fortnights we're going to do when. Uh, I will share that with you, but I'm going to do it over Christmas when I can relax with a few beers and do it from there. I might even record it, mate. And who, if someone wants to listen to the recording of me going, oh, so in the second fortnight, we are going to go down the this route or whatever um who knows if anyone's interested in that i might record it but if not um you you hear enough of my voice anyway and you possibly don't want to hear it again (laughs) right (laughs) okay so shut up and move on let's move on so this interesting little playlist thing that we were talking about carl what we call it well let's do some live housekeeping mate because my I love a radio show, mate, but um, and I listen to as many as I can. And of course, we were talking about TV earlier. He's he's TV is the the uh, the genesis, isn't he? He's the he's the one you aspire to. And I am I am but a discarded toenail on the big foot of TV, if at all, um, as far as radio um, uh, features are concerned. And there are far many right in this here club that are better, but I do have this burning passion to be, to, uh, to have some sort of radio feature on here. 
the trouble is we get sued for the no money, the zero contribution that uh, Paul Hutchins rightfully said. We'd get sued for all of that contribution, mate. So if we were to decide to uh, to do some sort of podcast that had music in it. But as far as I know, there's no law that we can put a playlist together of eight songs and talk about it for about five or ten minutes and talk about each one that we're going to put on and sort of release that and share that. And we could put the... Uh, the, the talky bit, if you like, as the first song of the podcast, uh, so first song of the playlist, and then have the playlist in uh, in Spotify and then share the playlist. Absolutely. And when we were talking about what we're going to do on this, this here episode tonight, mm. we didn't want to just go through the, oh, well, why do people want to hear me and you and our top 10? We, you know, We've done it for razors. Why should we sit here and go number 10, number nine, number eight, number seven? Yeah. Let's talk about four bands, four songs, four whatever it is that we want on that playlist that have made an impact that might not be in our top 10, but just that we want to put on a playlist and talk about. And that's kind of what it that'd is. Be, that'd be four each, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I thought we as we're moving forward, because I really wanted to put something together because I, and I still want to put it on. It'll probably be the next, because this is kind of like a special feature, isn't it? Because we're sort of reviewing the year. So they're all, for me, yeah. they're all songs that come out this year, but moving forward, I'm hoping that, Oh, you know what I heard? I haven't heard it in ages. I'll put it yeah. on. I want to put, I want like, I want, I want that kind of vibe about it. I want to say like, Oh, I, I heard the um, Alice Cooper, black juju from love it to death got to put that on the playlist got to put that on our radio show whatever we're going to call it because it's not a typical or another one i heard halo of flies oh what a banger what an absolute banger that was off killers so you know you could put that one on there so it doesn't have to be necessarily thrash metal it's just something that you that we've heard that we think (laughs) let's stick that on there and see what people react to and, Mm. and if they hear it as well what they feel about it and i think there's uh and of course people can we i listen to i listen to an album that somebody recommended i can go we give you a shout i heard someone told me to listen to this album hadn't heard of them i gave it a spin i had to put track three on or whatever and it can go on the playlist and we can talk about it yeah and it can kind of be in the third in the week that we don't have a podcast yeah you've you sold it to me carl okay so how was coming down now i did think of a title and i did I did muse it to you. What do you think of the title? Uh, what is the title? I was thinking something along the line of the uh, deepest cuts or something. Like oh, that. okay, the yeah, yeah, cuts. sorry, yeah. Because we're not going to go for the uh, for the single. Uh, here's the here's the brand new single from you know we don't want to do that. We want to do what Tommy Vance kind of done. They've mm. done the deeper cuts. Do you know what I mean? Fresh cuts, deep cuts, fresh yeah. cuts. Yeah, deep cut. That's plus in Essex, isn't it? Um, no, it's just uh, up the road from from me. It's, oh, it's near you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, is that, do we call it deep cut? <laughs> no, that kind of had, had slightly darker connotations. Deep cut barracks, Carl. We'll just call it maybe just uh, fresh oh. cuts or deep deep uh, new songs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've banded some ideas around. Yeah. The first one isn't going to materialise. Well, we'll see what G comes point. up with. So far, so yeah. good. So. Softball. so new so yeah so new so let let someone else do we we planted the seed let nature grow the seed we eat the seed let's do that let's do okay. like neil from the young ones 
So sure. you, the, the members can come up with the title. Yeah. Do you want to go flip flop and go back forwards and just talk very yeah. quickly? I mean, we could just literally do it. Um, you know, a minute or thirty seconds yeah. each about each song that we've kind of done. Do you want to go first with your first one? Okay, yeah, there's just been so many albums this year, so many bands that could have easily made a top 10 for me and it could have been a top 20. Uh, I've tried to keep these four as quite thrashy, really, because obviously there's no point in me putting a black metal one in or a, I've just tried to keep it fairly thrashy. But like I said, you know, the, the killer thrash albums or, or certainly releases this year because there's been some great EPs in there. You know, you've had the Novichok EP, Blacklist album. Temper Shot have released some um, new songs that we've featured. Uh, Enforced, Trapped in Purgatory, Mentor, Illuminate, uh, Elimination, Son of the Endless Night. Loads and loads of stuff in there that I could have probably featured in there um i'm going to go with a band that started off early on in the year have been a constant companion for me really and um, whenever i need a quick fist of solid kind of catchy thrash this goes on we had rise or fall recently torn fabrics portuguese thrash metal band um they just always are kind of dependable catchy rhythmic hard-hitting thrash metal and uh my song that i'm going to put on the playlist for that is could have been one of four or five from their ep mind consumption i'm going to go with evil eight evil eight why why that song mate just because it just delivers a quick punchy shot of just well-written thrash metal it's it it doesn't do anything too technical it doesn't do anything too crazy it just for three or four minutes it's just what you get what you want which is just trash metal it's solid it's catchy and yeah and it's decent stuff and like i said it came out right at the start of the year and i've I've enjoyed it all through the year constant companion for the year you said so that that's because like i said about tortured demon it can Stuff in January can be buried, can't it? Indeed it can, yeah. Brilliant. Um, my first pick is from my album of the year, uh, Moral Hygiene, and it's Ministry, and it's uh, it's called TV6, or uh, it's got the hashtag 6 on it, and it has got a bit of a, a subtitle, which you can go and find out for yourself. It's one of the, I think it's the last track on the album, see the deepest cuts there but it is absolutely manic it's absolutely all over the place thrashy fast punky a message in it there's a great the track before it is like a big long intro to it and there's samples coming out your ears there's al jansen just screaming his tits off and it's just a mental one absolutely mental al that's what's going on al jansen al jansen yeah, yeah sorry yeah but I, I, I pronounce it Al Johnson because it's just where I come from. They've they've got a TV song on Psalm sixty nine as well, haven't they? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So whether what TV stands for within the ministry camp, I don't know, but maybe it's, it's connected. It's a, it's a banger, mate. An absolute banger. So that's going on. Great stuff. What's your number two, mate? Number two, we've already heard it tonight, Carl. Torture Demon, the invasion, also started off at the start of this year. And uh, again, a companion of mine throughout the, this long year. And it, it kind of 
could have quite easily made it into the top 10. Uh, it kind of was one of those albums that I talked about. There's, there's a lot of thrash metal bands that were kind of sitting out just outside the top 10. It's a solid, solid thrash metal album. It's got a modern feel to it. It's got a classic feel to it. And it's just got bags and bags of energy. As I said earlier, the song The Invasion, it's got all the necessary parts that make it a great thrash metal song. The gang chants, the the great riffing. It's ferocious, frenetic, um, vicious. Is that another F? Vicious? Yeah. Vicious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just relentless and, and, and savage, really. And it's a great, catchy song. And, yeah, that's my one, Tortured Demon, The Invasion. My second one to go on the playlist, the deep cut. Playlist. In the deep cut playlist. So, um, my that, that was a great tune. Obviously, heard that earlier. Um, my my second one is a bit of an easy one to this. It's going to be off the new Exodus album, um, and it's a tune called "Lunatic Liar Lord." Um, absolutely brilliant. Um, it's a more what I find a more interesting song from the album. They've kind of taken it away here, there, and everywhere tried something a little bit different without selling their soul and i think it works beautifully and i i love listening and, and getting lost in this song so um exodus for me lunatic liar lord great one great stuff uh slightly not not straight up thrash at the moment a band called urn and their album serpent and spirit it did make it into my top 10 and like i said they're not a kind of straight up thrash they're more kind of progressive sludgy thrashy doom band really they've got all sorts going on a three piece and the album is a debut and the song i'm going to choose is probably memorial it's called memorial yeah they've just got so much going on uh, real catchy sections and you just find yourself um getting your fix of that heavy stuff and then your mind's all also properly immersed in what they're doing in terms of the the kind of expansive progressive stuff as well whilst keeping it really really rigid and heavy it's really enjoyable really pleased that i've um invested so much time in this album because it's just a fantastic album and yeah memorial from urn and when that came out, that caused quite a stir, didn't it? I, I hope it did. I, I don't really know. But, yeah, I hope it did. It certainly came out at the end of the summer, and it was my soundtrack too. Uh, I certainly was doing a little bit of running back then, and we were on, away for a few few weeks in the summer um, down in the West Country and certainly running the coastal paths. Running the coastal paths sounded like I was out doing loads of exercise. But, you know, a couple of three or four mile runs on the coastal path around like Charmouth and Lyme Regis, mm. beautiful part of the country anyway. But when you've got this as a kind of companion to you, just, yeah, it, it was just, it was just wonderful music for, for that experience, but also for equally sitting down at the end of a, end of a day, having a couple of drinks and just relaxing. And it's a, a wonderful album still is. It's still constant rotation, still, still loving it. And yeah, I urge anyone that is into any of those types of music, be it thrash, be it progressive metal, be it sludge, be it doom, to give it a go. It's a fantastic debut album. Uh, yeah, I know Fistful of Metal ran a few things with that, the, uh, the magazine. And so, yeah, it did cause a little bit of swell. So that's good. Number three, my second choice on my top 10 for Razors, Carcass. And The Devil Rides Out is the track that I'm going on there because no one seems to, men to mention it um it's a great heavy metal song 
but the real reason there's two real reasons that i've picked this track to for, for everyone to listen to um if they do so wish to li- listen to it in the context of this playlist and the reason two reasons are i love the film the devil rides out i think it's the best <coughs> horror film they've ever that that particular production company ever made next to twin of evil but also the ending of this song i just absolutely love it puts me in the mind of when lemmy used to finish up orgasmatron live with the green light and the the ending bit which was also on the arena documentary if you look at that where lemmy's in the green light that's the end of orgasmatron it just has that kind of feel you think it's going to end and then all of a sudden it comes back in for a very brief moment and then like that it's gone um so go and listen to that and specifically the end of that song great fantastic I know there's many members like you know. I mean, it featured in the in the D'Andrade years, and that that song there. It's the didn't when you said the chorus comes back in at the not the chorus, but yeah, and it comes in at the end. It's uh, quite a moment on that album. And I know Rich certainly, Rich Tricky Hudson. He absolutely loves that. And Rich is actually I wanted to just give special mention to Rich now because we'll be talking about him at the end of the show as well. Yeah. Had his Heavy Claw project been on Spotify, I'd be talking about that a little bit more now and probably choosing one of the songs, Eastern Promises or Code Red. But as it's for the ease of making a playlist on Spotify, um, I'm going to omit that. And we're going to have Rafe. And the album was Undo the Chains. Yeah. Black and thrash, bit of thrash and roll, vocals sitting right back somewhere in the mix. And yeah, it's an album that's got spoken about many times this year. And I've just, yeah, as soon as I heard it, really enjoyed it. And frenetic, but still not lost in amongst that really, really kind of dingy sound. It's got great, great character to the production. It's got a beefy, ballsy sound. And I'm going to throw in Cloaked in Black car for the place. Oh, now, if ever there was a blackened rock and roll song, Cloaked in Black would be yeah. the title of it, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, they, I mean, yeah, they, they're just kind of leading this charge of that. Well, not leading the charge, there's bands leading it before them. But funny enough, tonight just got an email saying, not an email, but a message came up from Bandcamp that those vinyls are finally in the hands of the devastator guys and devastator a band very similar to this style of music um with baptized in blasphemy but the vinyls are now been have, have reached devastator so looking forward to getting my hands on that devastator baptized in blasphemy vinyl do you think the hold-up's been because of the um thrash metal album of the Fortnite club flexi disc press <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah, probably absolutely. what it is so apologies yeah. to devastator about that um I'm finishing up with At The Gates, uh, another album that took me completely by surprise. Uh, I gave it a listen. Everyone was talking. This is from the club, really. Everyone was listening to it and everyone was talking about it. Um, The interview on Talking Bollocks, Razor's Edge was awash with it. So I thought, well, I will give it a listen. I'm not a massive At The Gates fan, nor am I a big death metal fan. But it was everyone said, no, it's different. It's not what you expect. And the one song that really sticks out, a deep, deep cut, is, is it Garden of Cirrus? Cirrus? Yeah. So, <coughs> yeah. what a great, great, creative four or five minutes that song is. It just flows beautifully. There is a saxophone in it, and it does remind me a little bit of the opening of Poirot. 
but that's I'm all good with that because as you know I'm a big Agatha Christie fan so that's that's a big tick in my box but it's just with that or is it a clarinet I'm not even sure what it, but it's a definitely an instrument that you would not think would be in an At The Gates album or anywhere near an At The Gates studio it's in there and not only is it in there it has to be in there because if it wasn't in there that song would be half the song that it is and the way that that ends the way it builds is just absolutely fantastic i think it's a great song and a great highlight on an absolutely superb album yeah great choice great song and like you say it's a fantastic album it um i remember the certainly not the hype but all the credit that it was getting round about that is what we we're talking kind of late midsummer time wasn't it really yeah I th- yeah i think you're right yeah was it june maybe yeah. maybe a little bit earlier i'm not 100 percent sure and like you not a, not a huge at the gates fan not a massive massive death metal fan but i was pleasantly surprised with that album there was so much more going on when you get your teeth into it and that song there like you say creatively what a great song that saxophone it just creeps up it just kind of comes out and it's like what is that is isn't it it is a saxophone yeah that is a saxophone but it works yeah it might be or or an oboe or something like that I'm, i don't even know what an oboe is but i yeah but e- either way but it does sound like poirot have you heard the poirot theme music i'm trying to trying to picture it or or vis- hear it now but i can't really yeah listen to it mon ami and you'll come back to me and think yeah that is at okay. the gates that is right. at the gates. well that's not a so, bad little playlist there mate eight songs Shall I'll create it and share it then, mate. Why not? I'll, I'll create it and share it, and then we'll um, we'll do this as a separate one. So this is kind of like your opening gambit, really. And well, I'll, I'll tell you I'll what, even, Go on. even if even if you know no one takes that away to listen to, that's eight songs there that I'm going to certainly enjoy listening. Yeah. To, except the Exodus one, I can always fast forward that, can't I? Fast no, you. Forward, I can always flick it on. Yeah, no, you'll like that one, mate. You don't flick that one on listen to it listen to it enjoy it and then thank me later that's what you okay. just need to do mate that's what you need to do setting off thanking people mate is all the members who have put not one but have gone for three so we've decided to go fuck it let's just do the three because yeah. that's what people want that's what they're after absolutely have you have you got it up the what i haven't no to? i haven't i'm just i'm just gonna find it and we will we'll endeavor to to do it right well should yeah. i do the first one then mate because yeah. uh chris gambold's flied out the traps got his recommendations in and i can pronounce them um just got the new converge album a collaboration with chelsea wolf called blood moon brilliant stuff he's le- he's read the uh the post and he's gone for one has he yes he has thank you very much mate hey we are next up with Dylan Jones, this ending, Needles of Rust. Happy Christmas to everyone. Happy Christmas to you too, Dylan. And yeah, thank you, mate. Got the beers tinking there. We will be tinking along soon. This ending was one of Dylan's choices, I think, in a DeAndrade 2021. So might Good be worth work. checking out. Check that out. Another recommendation for you. Um, Paul Belby, uh, Nevermore, discography, and Pantera, discography. That's, a, whole, that's a lot of music. That is a hell of a lot of music there so good stuff mate edwin groenveld the free 40 years of metallica live stream this saturday it could be interesting if there's a lot of pre-black album stuff mm. 
Oh, I haven't heard about that. What is it? So there's obviously a live stream and it's all spanning their whole career, is it? Well, there's a question mark there. There's um, question mark. Ooh, I wonder, do you have to pay for it? Is it free? It says free. Yeah, it, is it says free. free. It's free. <laughs> um, am I doing anything Saturday? Probably not. But let us know what timings. That could be an issue. But let's see what happens. Um, so thank you for that. Andy Fernley, Utopia Stalker, great album. Audiobook for I'm the Man, Scott Ian, and Starsky and Hutch reruns with a hint of Charlie's Angels and a smuttering of MASH. Insomnia, laugh out loud. That's one thing that it can be done is those TV shows. Brilliant, mate. Thank you very much for that. And I'll let you have that because it was just a hint and a smuttering. Okay, to Graham Mul sorry, Graham. Graham Meldrum, today seeing the bold discography getting blasted at full volume. I've not listened to them in ages, forgot how good they were. You know, a bit of bold now, is bold the hardcore album or the <laughs> late 80s uh washing powder with the red box? It's, it's great. I'm, it going, I'm, I'm going for the hardcore, Carl. You're going hardcore, I'll go washing powder. Um, oh, Neil Bond's done it. How do you pronounce that? B Belly, go and tell me. Uh, Belaycor. Belaycor. Coherence. Ha, that's ironic for, ironic for you. Um, so at that, Evil Hell Unleashed. And is that Cud... Mm, Cadaveric. Cadaveric Fumes, Echoing Chambers of Soul. I was going to go um, Cadaver, but it isn't. It's Cadaveric, isn't it? Abracadaveric. Thank you very much, mate. Stuart Jardine, LLNN, Unmaker. Not fresh, but definitely the heaviest album I've heard all year. If you like some down-tuned, sludgy goodness, then this is a winner. And he's yeah, put I've, a picture I've, I've, up there. And, and, yeah, and they've, they've been getting a bit. And a few people yeah. have mentioned LLNN. Are you aware? I am. I've, I've, I've given it a little bit of a going over, and I really like what I hear. Cool. So thank you to people that have recommended them. They're a name that I've seen on various posters mm. and bills, and I think they're Danish or Swedish kind of post-sludgy band, but no, it's all good. Rich Tricky Hudson, um, we'll be uh, talking about him a bit later. He's been watching, I assume, the Muppet Christmas Carol. It is that. It is tis the season, mate. Tis the season to be jolly. Merry Christmas. Kevin Adamson, like Paul says, if you've never... Well, is that is, it, is he? Yeah, I think he's just commenting there, Kevin. I'm, if you've never heard any Nevermore, then you're not doing this music thing right. Second, is that the second mention for Nevermore? Fantastic. <coughs> Thank you very much, mate. Um, Gareth Pugh has been on. Having had to isolate, having got the dreaded C19 and feeling crap all week, the whole back catalogue of Taskmaster has really kept me going. Highly recommended. Not sure if one item replaces the three only rule and haven't really been that motivated to listen much, much music, but con is it contact? Yeah. First contact for Razor's Edge, uh, described as Priest meets Voivod. Wow, that's interesting. Voivod Various, due to the new single, and Enforcer, Into the Night. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Where were are you? Are you there? Are you, yeah, are you moving no, your furniture around again when we're in the middle of a podcast? <laughs> well... I was just about to cough up, yeah, a bit of a tickly throat today, actually, Carl. So I had to go and get oh, some you? more water. Yeah, Barry White might oh, be coming out again. Shall, well, I, shall I do, Jack? Uh, do you want me? Have you, are you have you suitably refreshed? Yeah, we're Jamie, are we? I've been devouring Metallica podcast and looking forward to the 40th 
anniversary show on Saturday morning. So it's a Saturday morning. Okay, we're getting closer okay. to clarification now. With Saturday morning, yes. maybe in the comments people can really clarify. And um, he, he's been very complimentary to us, but I don't take praise very well. So thank you very much, Jamie. Okay. Well, he says um, he says Robbie Maguire, thanks for everything you do for the club. <laughs> it's everybody's club, but the good ship Titty Mouthfuck has to be steered, and you personally do a great job. Have a great yeah. Christmas. Robbie. I, I second that, mate. Like I say, I don't take praise very well. Um, Jason, cheers, Manning, Jamie, happy, and to you. Cheers, mate. Uh, happy Christmas, chaps, to you and yours, and indeed everyone in the club. And thanks for all the entertainment this, this year. My one thing is the 4K UHD version of one of the greatest films ever made, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What a great recommendation for this time of year. Thank you very much for those kind words, Jason. And that great recommendation. Fantastic. Yeah. Happy Christmas, Jay. And thank you for all your, all the hours uh, I've certainly spent on a Tuesday evening listening to you waffle on. Uh, that's a compliment. Uh, and, and play some <laughs> decent music on, on your radio show. All the best to you as well. Nick Charles Tucker, West Ham Metalheads flag, uh, flag flying at the London Stadium. Ah, good on you, mate. They're getting yeah. there, and the appers, the the Amers are all happy, aren't they? At the moment, they're in uh, they're in cloud cuckoo land up there in the uh, Champions League spots at the moment. But um, busy Chris, they always say this, don't they? It's uh, it, you find out what battle you're fighting after Christmas. So uh, get back to us on that one, mate. I think it took quite so, a while to get jumped through some hoops and red tape and all that kind of thing to actually be allowed to fly a flag but it's great that you know the west ham metalheads are flying at that stadium fantastic stuff nick good job brilliant mate um i've got to click on a uh, picture and it's whizzing round, and it's here in front of me now um this is ronnie elizabeth wilson um cobra speed venom the crown yeah self-supremacy malevolence and you bought this war product of hate Wow. Thank you nice. very much, mate. Heavy mixture there. Yeah, intense. Right. Paul Hutchins, Monday night spent in the company of two excellent bands in June and Bosk and interviewed Dan and Dave, uh, sorry, Dan from June post-gig. Great guy. Tonight I hit the globe in Cardiff for King Creature, Urn, and my fourth time this year seeing Orange Fucking Goblin, baby. Amongst many, I have spent a lot of time with the Hawkwind box set, The Dust of Time, which Carl did a cracking review for the Razor's Edge recently. Now, I know you don't take praise, but he's given you a bit of praise there, Carl. That's, and that's great praise indeed coming from Paul. Thank you very much, mate. Um, it, the review wrote itself because that box set is absolutely fantastic. It's just, if you're not in a Hawkwind, if you don't think, you know what, I've heard the name, not really sure get this and just fall in love and it, it is it's everything that they that you expect from Hawkwind and more it's a great great box set and like I said at the end of the review um so good I bought it for my father-in-law for his Christmas present and I look forward to sitting down and listening to it with him because we've seen them many times and uh it's a it's a great it's a great great thing so thank you for that Paul and all that you're doing for the club mate really appreciate it um Andrew Matthews is up next. Hello, mate. He's uh, slightly sombre. Mike Todd's last Metal Mouth radio show, which is a bit a bit sad because he was uh, great on that radio show, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I haven't listened to as much of Mike's Metal Mouth radio as, as I'd like to. But, um, yeah, hopefully Mike's moving on to 
Um, more radio because he's certainly good at what he does with it. Yes, good luck with whatever's next, mate. Leanne Evans, what have we got then from Leanne? Right, here we go. I can see the emojis at the to, bottom. Yeah, I have to read it before I say it, just in case it's. Um, no, don't do that, mate. Just read it, and we'll talk about it. Judge me as much as you like, but I'm the the only banger you need to know. I've listened to is last Christmas. My crotch goblin deliberately put me in wham huller last week by asking that you know that samsung that that smart device to play wham when i was decorating the tree it now means i can listen to as much as i like so it's on repeat around the piss puffin who whammed me and is doing his tits in maybe he'll learn he can never outwit his mum ha 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 middle finger and then laughing lots and lots <laughs> there you go and, and and the craziness continues uh that's great um leanne brilliant thank you so much for that um we got Pete D, Angel Dust, Into the Dark Past, real old school German thrash, chock full of killer riffs. Immortal, Blizzard's Beasts. I love the earlier Immortal stuff before they started drowning <coughs> in all keyboards and getting all epic. Blizzard Beast is amazing in a band falling down the stairs kind of way, completely unhinged. Uh, I love that description. That's great. And Yellow Magic Orchestra, Solid State Survivor beautifully produced early Japanese electro pop cool. with lush analog synth sounds to die for. I rate them right up there with craft work as genuine originators of everything danceable. Wow. That is some seriously diverse and intense stuff. Brilliant Pete, as I would expect from you, mate, but you still just keep coming up with the goods. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you. As does George Nisbet. He says, I've started rereading the Necroscope series of books. I've almost finished the first book and so far it's just as good as I remembered. Familiar with those books, mate? Never heard of them? Not at all, no. But they, they, they'll, they, George is reading them, so they'll be, a, a, you know. They're solid, aren't they? They're solid. solid. Um, audio books, we, I, I might try and find one on an audio book. Uh, thank you for that, mate. Neil Beardsley. Uh, if you don't listen to another Black and Thrash album all year, fun two weeks, then make sure you listen to Eternal Evil from Sweden. I'll tell you right now, um, Neil, I have listened to that album. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it in a kind of enjoyable way. I didn't take it seriously at all, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, and it's two flexi Tim Finch back again. Is he? Have you let him out back in the shed to do this? He's he back says, in. I think he's got his hat trick now, mate, isn't he? Yeah, rightly so. Only one. Are you and Robbie trying to get the podcast under an hour this week? Well, <laughs> in which case, it has to be the Ghost Back catalogue. Uh, well, we, I'm not opening the Ghost debate on our on our last pod on podcast ninety one. <laughs> But thank you very much, Tim. And thanks for all you do uh, with Cat up at the razor's edge, mate. Thank you very much. Andy Benson. How uh, how come Italian thrash band Extrema never get a mention anywhere? They've been thrashing since 1985 and I've never heard of them till their recent UK tour. And I'm no slouch when it comes to obscure bands. Awesome live band and really nice bunch of guys deserve to be better known. No, I, I don't think I've heard of Extrema anywhere, but I am now very curious to check it out, mate. Thank more you very happy, much. More than happy to feature them, Andy, if you want to get in touch and, you know, send us a few songs or, or point us in the right direction of a song. We can certainly feature them in a rank and file or hit missile, maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. 
The honour yeah. is all yours for the last one, mate. There is another one, is there? There is one. Oh, can you not see it? No. Mark Pensum. I'll go with Signed Wider, Ashes of Reality single. Two tracks of frantic crossover, which has been really floating my boat this week. Thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate your company in the, uh, yeah, in the club, mate. Cheers, Mark. Thank you for all you do. That's great. Um, some, some fine recommendations in there, mate. There's loads, isn't there? As always, it's a great place to get your recommendations. So um, I don't think we should do our, our what we've been listening to because we kind of covered that on the four songs, mate. I think we've, we've rattled on enough about songs, don't you? Yeah, that's fine. One thing we do need to rattle on, though, is uh, the closing track. We've got a closing track, a different one. A different one to the opening track, yeah. By like I said, we've got a we had Tortured Demon to begin with, which we didn't talk about until midway through the podcast. But we're going to talk mm-hmm. about this song before it comes on. So this is, as we know, friend of the club, member, longtime member, all round good guy, Rich Tricky Hudson. He's got his one man kind of thrash death black metal project, Heavy Claw. Uh, he's worked tirelessly this year uh, pursuing his passion um, whilst, you know, holding down a job and family, living in a small, living just living in a house that's not a studio and having to do the recording of the work on a kind of a makeshift, la- I suppose, I'm no musician, but using your computer and the software within your computer to record everything as well as your instruments and and. And it's just fantastic that to see someone start the process from the very beginning right up to finishing off and having that stuff on Bandcamp for people to actually physically buy and and be able to listen to. We've always supported Heavy Claw and we always will continue. You know, Rich actively gets involved in the club. But what he's done is he's written a Christmas song, as it happens. And wow. the Christmas song, yeah, he's... Uh, it's called The Journey to the Beginning of the Land. Now, he says, I like a good old style crooner Christmas song. And that wizard track is a belter. But some of the modern toss is far too up its own arse. And the carols paint a rosy picture of a journey and, arrival, and, a, and, a, and arrival that was pretty shit. I've delved into the Bible again. I've picked up that book, more writing metal tracks than I've ever done before in my life. And it hardly covers the story of the actual journey to Bethlehem. No mention of a donkey, but probably wouldn't have been one as she was about to drop. Walk 90 miles in five days in that condition. And it was winter. Not going into all that, but I found out and it's all in the track. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. So we'll in a minute we'll we'll close out just a big thank you to rich for allowing us or it, it allowing us to to play his song the journey to the beginning of the end uh to close out the podcast but uh on that note yeah just want to kind of wish everyone a happy christmas happy thrashmas and it's been a great year it's been fantastic chatting with you well mate uh, the past what yeah how many how many have we done this year oh, god it'd be hard to see but at least yeah. a hand, 50 odd yeah probably with all the weekly ones we did in the middle of the uh of the lockdown up there yeah that was uh we, we were we were prolific for a while there mate yeah it was wasn't it <laughs> rattle through them but um no really appreciate everybody's support and i i think you know we have lots of people or a, a, a core of people that are listening to that are, that are sort of like 
the club within our club that listen to this podcast. And I, I really appreciate everyone's support to give us any time whatsoever, let alone a couple of hours or an hour if you're listening to it on double time, whatever you're, you're, you're listening and however you're consuming it and wherever you're consuming it. I just like to think it's always been the same. I'm, I really do hope it continues, that it's kind of like we're just all having a drink together. Unfortunately, the guys that we're, we're that are listening can't join into the conversation directly and we can't clink glasses. We've done that to a few members. We've got round and we've, we've seen a few. We hope to see as many as we can. And we hope to have a podcast where we can just put a recording it, a device in the middle and we can all just have a good old chat about something or other. I'm sure that would be entertaining and, and good to, uh, to put out. And um, it's always had that vibe since we first started talking about Ride the Lightning actually in that boozer right to this really minute here. It's just about sitting down and having a chat about something that we all love and we know not everyone gets. And so we have to, we can't talk about it at work sometimes. We can't talk about it with our spouses and partners. We can't talk about it with our friends sometimes because they ain't into it, but we all are. So if you ever want to talk about fresh metal, we're always here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're fans as much as you. We might we might cock up occasionally. We might cock up a lot of the time. But, you know, hopefully our passion has come through and we can represent many of the people out there through the club of, you know, just continuing to love this this heavy music that, that, that we all follow. And members come and go, don't they? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You see members that join the club and then they disappear and some of them come back. And it's always heartwarming to see members come back that haven't been around for a while. So, you know, if you if you take some time off and, and decide to have a little bit of a break, there's always a place here in the community that is the Thrash Metal Album, the Fortnite Club. So thank you. Yeah, I always think about it. It's like a gig, isn't it? You've got the people at the back that are just standing at the back, not really doing a lot. That's fine. It's great. Glad to have you along. There's people in the bar not paying any attention whatsoever. You know, we could be anyone up here. That's fine. You've got people in the mid that are sort of applauding after every single song and are singing along the songs. They're the kind of guys that are commenting. And then the people in the pit, right down the front, thrashing away in the pit, right at the front, they are the people that listen to this podcast. So that's kind of the layer we've got. And we appreciate everyone, but we especially appreciate the people down the front. That's for sure. Yeah. Don't tell any of the others that I I favour you guys over the others. You know what it's like. Right then, mate. I think that's apt closing words, unless you've got anything else you want to say, mate. No, just uh, be be sure to check out Heavy Claw on Bandcamp. And yeah, it just leaves the journey to the beginning of the end to close out.